Ladies and gentlemen, children of all ages, your podcast platform proudly brings to you Mid-Peasants, the best podcast in the world, with your hosts, the Fluff Brendan and the Star Catherine, the Mid-Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at the Mid-Podcast and on YouTube at the Mid-Podcast 6436. Make sure you add those numbers. And if you want to support the show, you can do so by becoming a Patreon member. Go to patreon.com forward slash the mid podcast and select a tier that fits you where you have access to our random shit episodes. You can also cash app the show, dollar sign the mid podcast, or you can go to the midpodcast.com and get you some mid podcast merchandise. We've added some new items like our Nana story. And what the hell, mom, items. So go check that out. Every little amount helps us continue the show and allows us to go to cool events like WrestleCade. Now, it's time to entertain our mid-peasants with some... Hello, people. We're back again. Probably after you listened to our Loki review yesterday. And this... Is an episode for wrestling. Might be a filled with shit talk between the two of us, more than usual. No, not us. Because my favorite hockey team in the Detroit Red Wings plays the shitty one of the shitty teams in Pennsylvania tonight, the Pittsburgh Penguins. Let's go Pens! Let's go Pens! Let's go Pens! Although, you uh, know, they, they haven't been chanting Let's Go Pins at the Pins games lately. No, they've been fire saying fire, fire Canada. Which like, I, I, they're even chanting that on the freaking street, on, on Carson Street, where the bars are. Oh, when... I forgot when it was. But a few days ago, I think it was when you guys were playing Washington, in Washington... Penguins fans went to the Lincoln Memorial and started chaining it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But, that is, if there is shit talking, now you know why. But, we're not here to discuss hockey. We're here to discuss AEW. And, Mother, I'm assuming you have wrestling news. Um, Andrade versus Vikingo at WrestleCade. That's going to be a great match. Also, Blake Christian, so fuck yeah. I, I will go. behave. I will be the, the perfect person. I get to meet uh, Blake Christian, who I got to see wrestle alive against Will Ospreay in person. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. Nobody cares that you got to see Will Ospreay. Uh, I care. Mm. 
oh, so evidently, um, Vince thought it would be really cool to, like, sell to his buddy, and then his buddy kind of cock-blocks him and decided that he wouldn't have anything to do with creative and that it's all Triple H. Yeah. Vince kind of got the short steal of that one. I'm wondering when they come out in their conference or their media thing, and when somebody asked them about their stock dropping and somebody said it was Vince, if they're not trying to figure out a way to push him out totally. Oh, probably. I think if he, they can get his him to sell his stock because he has the majority share of stock, then get him to sell, he's going to be out. So, you know how we had Tony Schiavone on collision this past Saturday? Yeah, why was that? So, Tony Schiavone on his podcast revealed that he had told TK that he wanted another chance at doing play-by-play and probably thought it was going to be Rampage, but it ended up being on Collision. And he also suggests that he might be a permanent fixture on Saturdays moving forward. I mean, he's better than... What's-his-face? Kevin Kelly? Yeah. I know, but I like Rick Abani and uh, Nigel together. Yeah. Or, I think I would like Nigel and Caprice together, too. Caprice Coleman. They were good when they did uh, Ring of Honor, all three of them. Mm Mm-hmm. Also, there's a report coming out from your favorite, Fightful, that Serena Deep was backstage Saturday night at Collision for the first time in a year. Didn't she get hurt? Mm-hmm. But there was rumors going around that uh, she was on bad terms. With who? The boss. Oh. Uh. Yeah, that would do it. But anyway, oh, John Cena's going to be a part of Crown Jewel. Yeah, I told you that one. Oh, rumor is Bianca Belair is supposed to show up on SmackDown this Friday. You know, they put her on the picture, uh, the poster for Crown Jewel. Don't care about the WWE. I'm going to try to see if I have any more. <laughs> oh! They had a New York Comic Con this weekend. Oh, this thing with Mercedes? Yeah, what do you think? 
uh, the fans a dickhead. Sorry if you meet somebody. You don't ask shit like that. But um, yeah, he he basically said the only reason she left was because of creative. But yeah, she had a good response though. And then people were saying she was being unprofessional and rude. I'm like, fuck you people. Mm, I think she handled it pretty good. Anything else you got? Uh, I think that might be all from Twitter. Oh, let's discuss the uh the idea of Swerve becoming AEW champion. Uh, everybody that doesn't want that to happen, um, they might be wearing them pointy white hoods. You mean those pointy white hoods that scared the piss out of you at Greenfield Village? Uh-huh, those pointy white hoods. That you screamed so loud that everybody in the museum heard? I was five. Didn't know what it was. Thought was I good. Done thought your daddy done something to you, and I come running, getting ready to beat your daddy's ass. Thought it was a ghost. You mean the original boys in the hood? Yeah. But no, Swerve should be AEW World Champion. When? Don't know. Soon? Yes. <laughs> Let's just say all the racist people came out. Oh yeah. People showed their true colors. With Only that my favorite, my and favorite, the Mercedes thing. Yeah, but my favorite on why Swerve should not be champion is because he was in a faction. MJF was in a faction. John Moxley's in a faction. Kenny Omega's in the Elite. Adam Page was in the Elite and Dark Order. Chris Jericho had the inner circle when he was champion. Christian Cage <laughs> had this faction going on. He's the TNT champion. They're just jealous. And I, okay, the Swerve thing. I've been a fan of Swerve since I heard him do an interview on Busted Open, and he was literally boarding a plane 
And he wouldn't tell him where he was going, but he was like, yeah, I've got some things in the works. And it was like, on, I want to say like a Friday. And then I'm like, that motherfucker going to AEW. Because AEW had their pay-per-view that Sunday. And Lord and behold, he shows up, signs his contract on the pay-per-view. And I have been a Swerve fan ever since. I even got my Who's House signed when we went to Norfolk, which was a year ago. It has been a year. It was a Who's year ago yesterday. Swerve's House. He even liked my tweet when I put it out on Twitter that I made a sign of Who's House. So I've been I... a Swerve fan since he became all elites. So yes, I will be happy when Swerve wins the title. I got Whether to see him. A also himself, whatever. Just put any title on that man. I lost my cat. What? Yeah, I come home and couldn't find one of the cats. Did you find them? Yeah, I keep forgetting that Vader likes the little house thing on that big cat thing I got. Mm-hmm. And so when I can't find him, I always have to look in there, and he likes laying in there. Better not lose my cats. Your cat is Maxwell, my cat is Vader. They're both of our cats. Yeah, I gotta go to the pet store and get them cat food and stuff for the litter box. But she can't wait till I'm able to change it. I know. Next news. So, Rey Mysterio confirmed to ESPN while he was doing an interview that he gave Vikingo some advice on toning it down. Uh, If Vikingo wants to do Vikingo shit, let the man do it. Yeah, but I think if Vikingo gets hurt, he might tone it down. Because I think that's what happened with Osprey. Because you know, <laughs> Osprey used to be like balls to the wall, and then what he hurt his shoulder, and then he's still kind of balls to the wall, but he ain't taking as many high risk chances as he used to. And he's I don't want his wrestling style. I don't want nobody. To get hurt. That sucks. Maybe some people. But Vikingo's not on that list. But, I mean, one serious injury, then maybe it's like, yeah. Okay, I do need to tone it back some. Like, I could still go balls to the wall without having to do all the high-flying stuff. And mm-hmm. only do it when necessary. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry for looking away, but I've got to update all this shit on my iPad. It's pissing me off. So, who do you think has the most matches in 2023 in AEW? Orange Cassidy. How many do you think he has? Gonna say over seventy. New, no, not even close. Over eighty. No, you're way over. 
over 50. You're close. 53. So, I'm going to give you the top 10. I'm going to give you the top 10 list of wrestlers with the, that's had the most matches in AEW in 2023. At number 10, Daniel Garcia with 30. At number nine, we have a tie between Tony Storm and Big Bill, who's had 32. I don't remember seeing Big Bill in 32 matches. No. Matt Hardy is at eight with 33. Yeah. Then we have a tie for seventh between Trent Beretta and Powerhouse Hobbs at 35. At number six, we have John Moxley at 36, which I thought would be higher. Anthony Bowens at number five with 37 matches. We have another tie for fourth between Max Caster and Claudio Castanoli at 38. Darby Allen at number three with 41. Number two was Sky Blue at 43. And Orange Cassidy was at number one with 49. Hmm. We can turn it back on the um, Orange Cassidy. Uh, give him like 60 more matches. No, 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 no. Oh, dang. One of the so, Lions uh, cornerbacks had to deal with don't I don't know how to say this. I'll send it to you. Alright, send it to me. I'll send so, you This, If you had to do a prediction for 2024 on how you see the Don Callis family, what would be your prediction? Osprey, Takesha, and hopefully no Sammy Guevara and Hobbs. Those will be the three I run with. Have Don Lolas? Hmm, that's not good. If you were putting titles on them, where would you put? Who would you have titles? Uh, put the main title on Osprey, TNT on Swore for now. No, I mean if if just for those that are in the Don Callis. Oh, the main title on Osprey. Hobbs and Takesha as tag team champions. Mm. Then all that three of them have the trios belt. Not good. That is definitely not good. Why not? What you sent me. Oh, yeah. Do you know what it is? It's a disease that messes with your bones. It, like, Decays your it's bones. A breakdown of your muscle. It's a breakdown of your muscle tissue that releases a 
damaging protein into the blood, which the protein it releases is called myoglobin, and it can damage your kidneys. The myoglobin can damage your kidneys. Mm-hmm. But apparently, he's better now. So, shout out to Khalil Dorsey. Get back on the field. We need you in the secondary, buddy. I would have Will Ospreay as my champion, Powerhouse as my TNT champion, and Guevara and Takeshita as my tag team champion. No, no Guevara. Guevara gone. Bye-bye. Wait, hold on. Nope, I'm changing it. Aussie Open is a part of it. They're the tag team champions. Takeshita TNT title. Swerve the international title. Or Hobbs, the international title. I didn't mean to say Swerve. I just want Swerve to be a champion. Yeah. Anyways. Is that Don't all you got? Are... I believe that's all we got. Did you get my text earlier today of the Snickers bar? Yeah. You didn't reply to it. I don't reply to any text. Well, fuck you. Well, then. (laughs) But anyways, Scandal Dynamite and stuff. Yeah, that's all the news I got. I gotta get me that shirt. I gotta go back to reading comic books. I gotta get me that shot, uh, this new shirt that Maria Canellas put out. I need to order it before we go to WrestleCade, though. What you think? If you want it. Yep, that's all the news I got. Unless anything comes out in the next few seconds. However long we record. But anyways, let's get into dynamite stuff. So, how was dynamite? Uh, decent. Hold on, I gotta send you one other thing. <laughs> you want that to be you, don't you? What? That picture you sent me. I'm happy that Dynamite moved back to Wednesday so I have something to do tonight. Yeah. They messed me up being on a Tuesday. So, Dynamite was on a Tuesday. They called it Title Tuesday. And we start off with a Christian promo, which I missed as I was trying to watch it on my phone. I was driving home. 
And he said that it was going to be the biggest dynamite ever. Says he's the biggest star in AEW. And says that he is the face of TNT and Warner Brothers Discovery. And he got the first 30 minutes of the show commercial free, which was actually more than 30 minutes. Yeah, no, it was like, it went like 45 minutes commercial free. 48 to be exact. Oh. Um, I enjoyed this segment. I'm a huge Christian fan. Might have to invest in a Christian shirt. And I love the fact that he was in the production truck. Yeah. And then he tells the dude to start the show. And then we get our first match. And it is a number one contender match for the for Christian's TNT title between Brian Danielson and whose house? Swerve. It is Swerve's house. It is Swerve's house. What did you think of the match? That was a good match. Thought the match was fine. Thought it was a very good match. Um, evidently on a podcast, Brian Danielson came out and said that he sees potential in Swerve. That's so nice acknowledgement. It's kind of cool that he's like putting over people, even though they're losing. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like Swerve can hang with anyone in the ring. Yeah. It was a good test of strength to start the match. We see Swerve get Danielson down. Then we have a standoff. Um, I didn't realize how good Swerve was technically. He showed off some of his technical skills by grappling with Danielson. Then Swerve hits a crucifix pin for a two count. Then Danielson with a boot to Swerve's face. Then Swerve drops Danielson on the apron of the ring. That looked like it hurt really bad. Probably does. Can I try that on you? No. Swerve looks like he's in control of the match and he's being very methodical. Swerve goes for a 450 splash and Danielson gets his knees up. Then we see Danielson with running knees to swerve on the floor. Danielson with kicks to swerve for a two count. Then Danielson does some type of leg lock on swerve. Looked really painful. Swerve hits the house call into a swerve stomp, and Danielson kicks out at two. Then we see uh, Nana leaves his um, crown on the apron, and Swerve goes to grab it. As Nana distracts the ref, and then Hangman Page comes out and grabs it, and Danielson gets the win. I'm glad they're going to continue the Hangman and Swerve feud. I don't know how I feel about that. Like, their match was good. But I don't know. Like, what else is there to do? Well, well now Hangman has to prove to him, not only himself now, 
but to everybody again that hey I should still be in the main event picture so even if I do lose I'm still there instead of what sort of said me getting complacent and soft and happy where I'm at but that's just me thinking about storyline stuff or that's why I would continue to feud now Hangman does have that black cloud around the back from losing this word. And now he has to try and get it back. Or get rid of it again. Does that make sense? Is that mm-hmm. good enough storytelling for people? <laughs> mm-hmm. A platypus. Perry the platypus. Next, mm-hmm. we have Chris Jericho versus Powerhouse Hobbs. Um, I kind of like Hobbs with Don Callis. I don't know how you feel about that. Uh, it's cool. Because what? You have Takeshita, who's like your technical guy. Hobbs is your fucking muscle. Don't fuck anybody up. Don Callis is the mastermind behind it. Osprey is your international talent. And then you have Sammy Guevara. You can see how excited I am about Sammy Guevara. Oh, well, we hope Sammy gets well because he he didn't get cleared for tonight. So, Yes, that does suck for Sammy, though. I mean, Might I'm not, not like the guy. Sammy, but damn, he can wrestle in the ring, though. I'll give him that. But, uh, get healthy. Don't like the guy, have- but get healthy. Also, you know how they do, like, the little things above their names when they come out? Mm-hmm. For Powerhouse Hobbs, it has the most singles win of any AEW wrestler this year. Yeah. I put in my notes, Jericho must like Hobbs to put him over. Mm-hmm. And Jericho goes after Hobbs right after the bell, which is a smart move because he's not going to powerhouse Hobbs. No, not at all. Hobbs hits the spine buster and gets a two count. Then we see Hobbs laying right into Jericho's head. Then another spine buster. Then he just starts manhandling Jericho. Probably could have already pinned him, but he's like, yeah, fuck that. We're just going to do... I think he ended up doing between six or seven spine busters on Jericho. Damn. Jericho fights back. He hits the code breaker for a two count. 
Jericho gets the walls locked in. Then we see Hobbs with a knee to Jericho's face. He gets the win. And then Hobbs begins to beat up Jericho again. Yeah, Jericho got dismantled in this match. You know why he got dismantled in this match, right? Because he's old. No, because he's going to be gone for the next month or two because Fozzie's on tour. Oh. And this is how they're writing him off. Next, we have Orange Cassidy versus Ray Phoenix. I knew that that fucker was getting put in this match. Knew this last week. I knew the outcome of this match before this fucking match started. Ray Phoenix actually hurt. Yes. Okay, well then. Um, Phoenix, even injured, carried this match. Here we go with the OC slander that's undeserved, but you gotta push the agenda of he's a bad wrestler, because that's the only thing you guys can do. You have no proof of him being a bad wrestler, but no, you gotta push some shitty-ass fucking agenda. I ain't pushing no agenda but my own that I don't like him and he sucks. <laughs> Except he doesn't suck. I don't that like Sammy Guevara, but you don't see me going around saying, oh, this guy sucks, even though he's great in the ring. But I don't think Orange Cassidy is great in the ring. But he is. You're just That's blinded your by your hatred for him. Okay. Moving on. They begin to exchange blows. I put Phoenix kick his ass. Phoenix does a beautiful kick to Orange Cassidy's face. I was like, I hope he knocks the fucker off. Phoenix is selling his back. Excellent. Seth Rollins, take notes. OC sends Phoenix into the ring post. OC gets the win, of course. Best friends come out to celebrate. OC ignores them. And... People are saying that Orange Cassidy may turn heel. Please, God, no. Penta comes out to check on Phoenix, and then you see Penta staring at Orange Cassidy. Might be interesting with an Orange Cassidy heel run. Dear God, no. I just need him off my TV, but that's because I need to watch him. Yeah, because you're blinded by your hatred for somebody. Like I said, you can't give somebody their There's prop. a reason I'm a fucking Sith, okay? I let my hatred flow through me. Yeah. And sometimes you don't have to. Feel it in. Become Buddhist. Don't hate anything. I actually do like studying Buddhism because it's very interesting. Oh, yeah, no. Uh, I had to do a paper about Buddhism. I was like, you know what? This religion's kind of cool. Dealing with Lord, karma don't and like, your nana, you're gonna become a Buddhist. She'll start crying. Having to deal with like karma and reincarnation. She's already bitching about your sister being atheist. Buddhists still believe in a higher power. Yeah, we had a whole conversation on the way home about religion, so. 
And I'm gonna be okay for a Penta Orange Cassidy match. Yeah, no, see, he's gonna carry that match. Penta says you're full of shit. No, Penta does not say I'm full of shit, but no, that would be a good match. As Alex Aberhante says, Penta says you're full of shit. No, Next. I already shot today. Next, we get a Tony Storm promo. And says that she is making her own short film because there isn't enough cinema. And it is titled Lover's Lament. Or Lament, as she says. Lament. And says it's a silent film. And then we go to commercial and her film plays in picture in picture. And okay, people well, are bitching about this. Yes. About that. If you paid attention, she said silent film so why would they play it with no sound during a live show i'll be right back i'm gonna go see what car is barking about well just get up and leave but yeah people pay attention she said it was a silent film, and then you get on X and start bitching about it having no sound, and then start ragging production when it's not a production issue. I mean, I know most of y'all were not born in, like, the 20s and 30s. Like, I wasn't either, but at least I know what a silent film is. It's a film with no words. Maybe you should go back and watch some. They're quite entertaining. Just saying. Okay, I'm back. How do you like Tony Storm's new character? I think it's cool. And, um, if what I've been seeing on Twitter is true, somebody being added to that character, who is another female wrestler that I enjoy watching, I'll be very, very entertained. You wouldn't happen to be talking about one Mariah May, would you? That's exactly who I'm talking about. Oh, I'm working on trying to get you a date for your other girl showing up in AEW. Uh, Mercedes? Mm-hmm. And if I find out, I probably still won't tell you because I want it to be a surprise. Damn it, lady, tell me. When I find out, I'll let you know. I haven't found out yet. My source is working on it. Okay, can we move on? Uh-huh. Oh, well, that's not surprising. What? Neymar Jr. tore his ACL in meniscus. Who's that? Neymar? Soccer player? Plays for Brazil? Plays for Paris Saint-Germain? The only Brazilian I know is Andreas Pereira. 
Okay, we gotta move on now. Yep. Next, we have Wardlow versus Matt Seidel. Another squash match. Four power bombs. Ref stops the match. Wardlow leaves through the crowd again. Not sure what they're doing with Wardlow. Neither do I. But whatever they're doing with Wardlow is more entertaining than what they're doing with Brian Pullman Jr. on NXT. Now, Wardlow has come out with MJF written on his wristbands. And he was on MJF's list of people that he needs to deal with. And Wardlow's name has not been marked off yet. So, and then Wardlow made a statement about MJF on a podcast. Saying that MJF is really a piece of shit. And that he's just fooling everybody. And I really think they need to let Wardlow say that in the ring. As a promo. Yeah, but we've already heard that promo already. That's the thing. We've already heard that. I mean, Jay White just said it two weeks ago now. And what, before that, it was the kingdom who said it, and so forth. Yeah, but Wardlow would really know since Wardlow was in his faction and, you know, was closer to him than anybody else. You know who who might actually get to help him with the... Oh, wait, no. Cash is injured. I forgot about that. There goes that. Well, looks like we're getting Maxwell and Max Caster as the team for a little bit. Anyway, moving on. Or do you have anything to say about the Wardlow match? It was a squash match. It was kind of shitty the way they did Matt Seidel, though. Yeah, poor Matt Seidel. Uh, then we have Renee backstage trying to get a medical update on Jericho. And then uh, Daniel Garcia comes up and asks if he's all right. Then Daddy Magic asks to Garcia, what are you doing? And Garcia replies, checking on someone we cared about. And Daddy Magic goes, we're better than this. Hmm. Garcia going... Oh, I put in my notes that I think Garcia's going to turn on Daddy Magic and join Don Callis. I can see that. I can see that. Next, we have Hangman Adam Page versus Jay White. And above the Hangman thing, it says, hates cheating in parentheses, puts probably cheats at poker. Maybe. Don't know what the easiest way to cheat at poker is, though. Hiding cards. Um, match was pretty good. We see the Bang Bang Gang come out on tricycles, which I thought was funny. I enjoy Jay White acting like he's the champion. 
Belty. Huh? Belty. Belty. The bang bang belt. Yep. The triple B. Jay White slaps Hangman. And we see the guns and Juice sitting on the floor at ringside. Like they're in kindergarten. <laughs> hey, they respected the fans' views. And we so. see Hangman flip onto Jay White, who was outside the ring. Then White gets a sleeper hold on Hangman. Then White does a dragon screw on Hangman. And then he begins to mock Hanahashi with the air guitar. He's always done that, though. And, well, yeah, they don't like each other. That dragon screw he did on Hangman looked painful. Hangman with chops to White. Then we see Hangman with a pop-up powerbomb to White on the ring apron. He gets a two-count. Hangman is seeming to have some problems with that knee. Jay White slams the knee on the ring apron and begins to focus on the knee. Then we see Hangman with a moonsault from the top rope, which was really cool. Prince Nana goes to hit Hangman with his crown, and White rolls up Hangman for the win. Then Hangman limps up the ramp, chasing Prince Nana. Your thoughts on the match? Uh, what's a great match? Jay White will be the AEW champion one day. Just not soon. I don't know who might take be the one to dethrone Max, but also there's so many other people that have the chance to. And I want to see Max continue the reign. Like, I want to see him go through war, though. I want to see him and Claudio. And, yeah. So. You could build that up. Kind of. I mean, Swerve's, Swerve's a heel. But he's over with the crowd because of Prince Nana. I feel like they balance each other out, though. Yeah. Like, I don't think Swerve would be as over if he didn't have Prince Nana. But Swerve still... It's kind of like the whole MJF and Adam Cole thing. Like, yeah, Max is still a dick. But now, since he's with Adam Cole... They're kind of like, okay, Max isn't that big of a dick, but he still does dickhead things. Now, Swerve, Swerve's just a full-blown heel. And then you have Prince Nana doing his dance. Wow. Were we wound? Matt Hardy was asked who he believes will be a future AEW world champion. And he replied with, Swerve is a guy that I would vouch for. I think he's a guy that deserves to have a great spot in AEW and build around that guy. Let him be one of the building blocks of the company. He's right. 
I think he's got a great look. I think he has a great personality. He's just a good guy overall. He's very dependable. And I think that's a very important part. If you have someone that has some great talent, but then they are a headache behind the scenes, or if they're just malcontent or not happy, then they become problematic sometimes. <laughs> CM Punk. And put a lot of equity or make the guy into one of the building blocks of your company. But Swerve is a great guy through and through a good dude. Sorry, I had something. I had to cough when you uh, said mm-hmm. that thing. I don't know what happened. I just said mm-hmm. to cough real quick. But no, I agree with Matt Hardy. Swerve should be a champion and you should be building it should be building that company around MJF if he resigned. Swerve. Dude, he resigned when he come back. Jay White. And then if you get Osprey in twenty twenty four, those should be your four main guys. And also you still have Kenny Omega, Chris Jericho, Takeshita. Adam Page, Powerhouse Hobbs, Adam Cole, Roderick Strong. So, like, you have a lot of people. Samoa Joe. So, that's. The NWA signed two TV deals with the CW. Okay. According to Nick Hoffman. Everybody's going to drop AEW and start watching NWA. No. No, I was being sarcastic. Okay. What's next? So after Jay White's match, MJF comes out. And he's a little pissed. Says he wants his title back. Tells Jay White to look at him. And proceeds to call Jay White a son of a bitch. Says give me back the triple B. I put in my notes that Jay White is a really good heel. Mm -hmm. MJF says he's going to be the bigger man. In parentheses I put wow. And he tells White that he is using the guns and juice, and it is a play right out of the MJF playbook. And says that he only cares about two things, and that is Adam Cole, his bro Chacho, and the Triple B. I also put in my notes, a pissed off MJF is very sexy. I sent you a text message. And then if you notice, behind Jay White is Juice Robinson laying in the ring cackling. Like, just (laughs) kicking his legs. Jay White says to MJF that he needs to be patient. And says, find three people who will tolerate you. You're four against Bang Bang Gang. If you win, I might give you the belt back. Then Juice Robinson gets on the mic and refers to MJF as Friedman. He said, Friedman, before you leave, 
heard next week there is a Dynamite Dozen Battle Royal. And that he is throwing his name in. And he is going to win. He's going to whoop his ass and take his ring. And then we will have everything you love. When that's all done, I'm going to give you a little present. And he pulls out a roll of quarters. And says, he pulls out a roll of quarters with Freeman's name written on it and says, he breaks idiots' jaws with them. MJF responds, you come at me with those quarters and I will end your life, you piece of shit. Then he walks off. Commentary explains how Juice went low and about the MJF being bullied story that he has told on AEW before. Okay, address the elephant in the room. How do I want to word this? You say your opinion on it first, and I'll say mine, because I have to word it a certain way. Um, I see where they were going, because MJF has brought it up before. So it fits into the storyline, and the fact that Juice uses quarters to knock people out, and he has been doing this before. We heard the MJF story. Um, so I personally didn't have a problem with it. Some people did. Pretty sure this segment wouldn't have happened if MJF didn't sign off on it. And I think they used the segment to as an educational or teaching moment as we will see later on on Friday or Saturday I can't remember um the fake outrage y'all need to chill with that um really the only people who should be offended by this is probably someone who is Jewish yeah I'm not Jewish, so I didn't get offended. I didn't get on X and, and do the fake outrage like most people do nowadays. And a lot of people, I think, just took the headline and ran to create more fake outrage without really knowing the story behind it. Because they probably don't ever really even watch wrestling. Mm -hmm. they just saw some clickbait headline and went oh we're gonna get it however even bad press is good press so it got people talking about AEW so oh. now people may tune into AEW to see what's gonna happen next guess it's my turn now I didn't really think of Think anything of it, then again, not Jewish. 
I have a good buddy who is. Didn't talk to him about it. He probably didn't even know it happened. And he likes wrestling. And he's probably one of the, those people that's like, it is what it is. It's wrestling. I do agree. If Max didn't approve of it, probably wouldn't have gone on. It is part of the story of Max being bullied as a child. Juice has done the quarter thing for a while. Just, I think with everything that has happened over the past week and a half in Israel and Palestine... Think the timing wasn't that good, but so everybody's on edge on for that and everything, and just you see somebody go after the AEW World Champ who happens to be Jewish, and then yeah, just I I think the timing of it is bad. If that makes sense. Seeing everything that happened. To your timing. And everything that has happened. I come back with this. Nobody would fucking care. What goes on in the Middle East. Until the media gets a hold of it. And tells you you need to care. Because Israel. And Palestine have been fighting. Since 1950 something. Oh, and there wow. has been fighting in the Middle East since civilization started. Yeah. But nobody really cares about it until it becomes a big deal. So where was all the outrage and concern prior to that? We're not a politics thing. That's a conversation I'm just saying, that's for another day. That's my counter to what you said. But no, there is no counter to what I said because the timing it that could have been at a different time. Could have been later. I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just saying. But yeah. I just hope all the innocent people in both countries get out safe. Because they don't deserve the shit that's happening to them. The innocent people at least don't. And that's on both sides. Agreed. And yet again, that part of the world has always been fighting with each other. Since the beginning of civilization. But anyways, moving on. So next we move on. We have Sheeta versus Soraya for the AEW women's title. Match was good. I thought this was Soraya's best match since her return. Sheeta with forearms to Soraya. Soraya with a fist to Sheeta. We end up with a cat fight between the two. Then we see someone in all black comes up behind Sheeta with a spray can. Turns out to be Ruby Soho, who was supposed to be banned. Sheeta sprays Ruby. Storm comes out from the top of the ramp and begins attacking Ruby with shoes. So I think they're going to set up a feud between Ruby and Tony Storm. Then Soraya sends Sheeta into the barricade. 
Sheeta begins to fight back. We see Soraya on the apron, and Sheeta is on the ropes. Soraya pulls her off, and then Sheeta does something, and Soraya ends up hitting her lower back on the corner of the ring apron, or Sheeta did. I think it was Sheeta. Then Sheeta did the German to Soraya on the ring apron. And Sheeta gets a roll-up pin. But it looked like she was holding that bottom rope when she had that pin. No, it was fine. And that makes Sheeta your first three-time women's champion. Your thoughts? Sheeta has the championship again. So, and now she's defending it tonight against Emi Sark. She's going to lose that title to Mercedes Monet. Interesting. So, Excalibur comes on and says that Jericho has been taken to a hospital. Bye, Jericho. Enjoy your tour. Next, we see Renee trying to get an interview with MJF. Says he isn't in the mood for an interview. And that old him would probably go off on her. She leaves. MJF tries to call Adam Cole. Cole finally picks up. Says that he is still at Roddy's house. Seems like there's a bad connection. Then we see the acclaim roll up. Max casts offers MJF the acclaimed service as his partners. Bowens and Billy look at each other like, what the fuck? MJF <laughs> grabs his ROH tag team belt and walks off. And Billy turns to Caster and says, one, when did you decide you could offer up our services? And two, what is your infatuation with that Yahoo? Caster replies and says he has known MJF for 10 years and that they started wrestling together and that he is my friend and I know he don't have a lot of friends and he needs our help. Plus, I like when he plays hard to get. Yeah, Max's obsession with Maxwell is something. Would you rather get thrown off a hell in a cell or take a stink face from Rikishi? I don't know. I'd rather get thrown off the top of a cell. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> Next, we have Luchasaurus versus Adam Copeland. I gotta get used to saying that. I always want to call him Edge. And we have Christian come out on the mic. It says, can I conduct some... I'll be back. <laughs> well, I guess we're gonna take a mini break. You left me? Don't know why. You just up and leave in the middle. There you go, Brendan. Didn't make you have to edit this.
I'm not happy. Lowered. My dinner arrived. Hmm. Where were we? Um, we were getting ready to start the Lucha Force and Adam Copeland match. It was a good match. I enjoyed it. So evidently, somebody asked Chris Jericho on TK's recent social media meltdown. Which I thoroughly enjoyed his, if you want to call it a meltdown. And Chris Jericho replied, I learned years ago that bosses are going to be bosses and billionaires are going to be billionaires. I've been working for billionaires for 25 years. At this point, you can't control Tony Khan. He's going to do what he wants to do and God bless him. <laughs> That's the point. All right, so back to the match. So Christian come out on the mic and says that he's gonna that he don't need extra help to get his wins like the Chiefs do. I mean, he's not wrong. They do kind of need the refs help to win a ball game. Can I say that? Um, you know how Christian comes out and says he he's conducting some business. Can I yeah. conduct some business with Christian Cage? What do you mean by that? <laughs> I'll let your mind wonder about that. No, no, no. What? I don't think you want to. Well, I mean, he ain't up there on, on, you know, as my levels go, he ain't up there like TK level, but he might be bottom 10. You know what? Speaking of the Chiefs, I have something interesting. And it's things that didn't exist the last time the Broncos won a game against Kansas City. Well, what would that be? Disney Plus. Fortnite. Guarding our Game of Thrones season six. Hello by Adele. The iPhone 7 and AirPods. The Star Wars sequel trilogy. Stranger Things. TikTok. The Tom Holland Spider Man. And White Claws. The Denver Broncos suck. Yeah. Anyway. That's the difference between his group and Copeland's group is he didn't take some ragtag group and dress them up like it's Halloween and say they are tough. That was a good line. 
He says, you tried to be their leader. I'm not their leader. I'm their father. That's the difference. Christian father of the year. He needs to come out dressed as Darth Vader. No, we need Nigel to present him with like a father of the year plaque. No. We need Christian to come out something involved with Darth Vader. I am your father. And he just comes up to Nick Wayne. You're like, Nick, I am your father. <laughs> Book it. Then he asks, where was, the, where was that sentiment when he was being held back that he was the most talented of the two while Copeland was getting the push? He said, as your career is on a downward slope, mine keeps climbing to new heights. Says Copeland needs him. He don't need Copeland. And then he goes on to say that Adam Copeland's wife, Beth, is a huge fan. Beth could beat the fuck out of Christian. Yeah, probably. (laughs) And Copeland makes a beeline to the ring, but Oh, Nick Wayne takes him out. Luchasaurus hits an extinction clothesline. The ref checks on Adam Copeland. Copeland tells the ref to ring the bell. Lucha goes after him. He hits a tombstone only for a two count. We see Christian sitting on the top of the stage watching Luchasaurus beat the shit out of Adam Copeland. Mm-hmm. Copeland begins using the ropes for, for momentum with forearms to Luchasaurus. Wayne sends Copeland into the ring post. Lucha gets the steel stairs. Looks like he was going to try a choke slam on Copeland. Copeland hits a DDT on Luchasaurus. Then he hits a splash to the back of Luchasaurus. Then Copeland uses the steps for a spear on Luchasaurus. That was so nice. And Copeland gets the win by... Nick Wayne distracting the ref. Christian came down with the title. Adam Copeland took the title, hit Luchasaurus with it, threw it back to Christian, and when <laughs> Luchasaurus turned around, he thought Christian had hit him. Mind that's game. how that's how he won. Yeah, put some tension between Luchasaurus and Christian. But then that's... we see Nick. Go, Go ahead. ahead. Then we see Nick Wayne come in with a chop block on Copeland. They begin to attack him. Danielson comes down. Then the BCC come out. Then the Gates of Agony come out to take care of the BCC. Then we see Swerve come out. Danielson has Christian in the label lock in the middle of the ring. And next we see Hangman and Swerve going at it. Chaos is always a good thing in wrestling. Mm Mm-hmm. All right, what were you going to say? Um, what was I going to say? We're talking about the Luchasaurus and Adam Copeland match. Oh, the spear from Copeland jumping from the apron to the stairs. It's really fucking cool. I enjoyed that. That was badass to see. Yeah, that was really cool. Keep talking. Um, 
the match was also just really good. Was the best Luchasaurus has looked. And uh, Adam Copeland can still go. So, that being said, Dynamite was great. Better than NXT because AEW didn't need to have anything special. Like, you know, Cody Rhodes, John Cena, Paul Heyman, and Oscar show up. But, yeah. And that's that. But AEW was great last week, like always. I'm sorry, my bladder was exploding. Oh, the NXT numbers are in. Huh? The NXT numbers from last night are in. Oh, yeah. They went down. Don't say. They went down. Oh, MJF's going to be on Collision October 28th. Mm Mm-hmm. But, anyways, under Rampage. Rampage looks kind of interesting. Because, you know, Rampage normally starts my time at 10. Mm-hmm. Well, 10 o'clock comes, I flip over there, and the match is, like, halfway done. TNT started Rampage early because the basketball game ended early. So people were pissed. So that's on TNT. Huh? That's on TNT. Yeah. But you had the Hardys in Isaiah Cassidy versus Garcia, Daddy Magic, and Angelo Parker. So the match was okay, what I've seen of it. Cassidy looked really good. Um, When the match started on my TV, all six men were in the ring. Chaos. You know, I love chaos. We had Paul White on commentary because, you know, Jericho's hurt. <clears throat> Concert with Fozzie. Um, Matt Hardy needed to make a tag. Finally, he makes a tag to his brother. Jeff comes in, begins to take it to Parker. Cassidy over the top takes out Parker and Menard. Garcia does his dance. Hands Isaiah for the win. Then Daddy Magic gets mad at Garcia for dancing. That's all I got out of that match. I'm not going to lie. Kind of forgot Rampage was on. So I kind of missed this match. Well, evidently you didn't miss a whole lot because a lot of us missed the first 15 minutes of the show. Um, next, we get a Penta promo. And the interview was actually done Tuesday night. 
Um, we see the guns and the rest of uh, Bullet Club Gold come up. And Jay extends the challenge to Penta next Wednesday. Penta says his brother won his belt and that Jay is a thief. I'm kind of down for a Penta Jay White match. Yeah, that would be great. Then we, I'm going to call them the former JAS promo. Daddy Magic says he can't stand Garcia's dancing. Garcia says the dancing is the only thing giving us wins around here. <laughs> Parker tells him, tells Daddy Magic to chill out. Maybe the dancing got us the win today. Then you know it's bad when Jake Hager is the brains of the operation and tells them to squash it. Yeah. Yeah. Then we have Jay Lethal versus Trent Beretta. Tony Schiavone on commentary says Karen Jarrett is one evil bitch. Yes, she is. He literally said one evil bitch. He didn't, like, he said those words. Yeah, I put, she is. Put the match, I put the match was there. I'm a fan of Lethal, but I'm not a fan of him with this group. Lethal, Lethal would be better up. by himself. Mm-hmm. Lethal or with just Beretta. Uh, Beretta with chops to Lethal. I put could see Lethal getting the uh, ROH world title. Beretta hit a nice Hurricane Rada, and Jay Lethal gets the win. Did you not watch Rampage at all? I caught this match. Okay. Any thoughts? I thought the match was good. Again, think lethal, like you said. It's not really hidden it with this group. I think him and Sanjay by themselves would be great. I think him, Sanjay, and Satnam Singh together. Get rid of I... the Jarrett. I think that they are holding the group down. And I like Jeff Jarrett. He's still decent for what? Almost 70 years old? Maybe 60 years old? Somewhere in between? He's old. I don't think Jeff Jarrett is uh... Hey Siri! 70? How old is Jeff Jarrett? He is actually 56. I was 14 years off. That's close enough. His middle name is Leonard. Leonard Skinner. They're calling him Leonard Jarrett. <laughs> Alright, moving on. Next, we get an Ortiz video. Thought it was great. I am hyped for when him and Santana get in the ring. I don't know what their feud is with each other, but I need to find out what the real story is. Um, you know who I want to see more of the I want to see more of Sat like wrestling wise. Because for a big man, it's not that bad. Maybe he needs more training. 
good move. Um, next we have Emmy Sakura versus Sky Blue. Match was good. Um, Sky has improved, but can we discuss every time there is a title for the women, everybody is saying Sky Blue should have a title. I don't think she's quite ready for that yet. The only title I could have see her winning was the Ring of Honor title, but Athena Athena's the best women's wrestler on the planet right now. She is the only reason to watch Ring of Honor. So, yeah. And that's all I have to say about that. Hey, Mom, can I get a pair of tomato crocs? Sure. Um, they exchange chops. Um, commentary makes note of Emi Sakura training Sheeta. Sakura with a crossbody as Scott was up against the steps. Sakura with a backbreaker after inverting Sky. Sky with a kick, then a code blue, and Sky gets the win. Yeah, this women's match was whatever. <laughs> Next, we have the Gates of Agony versus Claudio and Wheeler Yuta. Yuta showed out in this match. I actually like both teams. We get Yuta and Khan starting off. Yuta has improved so much. We get a nice slam by Yuta on Khan. We get Claudio in. Toa with a cheap shot on Yuta. Yuta gets getting his ass kicked. Gates of Agni have Yuta isolated. We see Yuta with a sleeper on Toa. Claudio hits an uppercut to Toa, and Yuta pins Khan and gets the win. Um, I don't know if Claudio is hurt or whatever, but Yuta did the majority of the work in this match. They're making up for Yuta being shit the past couple months. And that was Dynamite. Rampage. Uh, Rampage, my bad. From what I saw, it was good. It was okay. I made sure they did my hamburger right. Yeah, they did my hamburger right. I didn't even eat dinner yesterday. I didn't even eat at all yesterday, come think of it. I had a mac and cheese cup. Your Nana made taco soup, or she was working on taco soup, so I might go get some of that. But all right, anyway. on to Collision from your to... favorite location. Uh... OH! OH! Oh, fuck you! <laughs> Oh, wait. At you. No, I'm not saying that shitty ass fucking state's name. Fuck that state. They were from and fuck Toledo, Ohio. Fuck Toledo, Ohio. Fuck everything in Ohio besides Eldora. 
The only good thing in Ohio is Eldora and Sandusky. Columbus needs to blown off the map. Cincinnati Cincinnati is just Kentucky. Cleveland Cleveland's worse than Detroit. Cleveland is the only city that can burn up a, a lake. If the Lions win the Super Bowl, we'll catch one of the lakes on Michigan on fire. Can I go ahead and start? Yes. Okay. So we start off with Adam Copeland. Um, can we discuss people were complaining how this segment felt like it was WWE-like and that it was sports entertainment? Technically, isn't all wrestling sports entertainment? Isn't every sport entertainment? So, therefore, it falls under the category of sports entertainment? Uh -uh. I... See? (laughs) You... I proved a point. Don't know what point I proved. But it has been proven. I get what they're saying. And I think it's going to take Copeland a while to get used to the AEW way. To mm-hmm. get used to the WWE way. Well, he was in there for 25 years, so... So, of course, his segments are probably going to come off more WWE-esque scripted types. Like, even though they don't have writers, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It'll take some adjusting. And he says he wants to address what Christian had to say. Christian comes out with security and his crew. Christian says he has a lot of nerve and proved his point. Says security is there for his protection, not Christian's. I'm kind of loving this feud. Um, Christian goes on to say Adam will be known for nothing. Says he is the best wrestler in the world. And out comes Brian Danielson. Oh, wait. Christian said he's the best wrestler in the world. Does that mean CM Punk's coming back? Because he made a CM Punk reference. Yeah, no. Um, anyways, the All Elite Crate people got announced. Have you seen who's in it? For what? The All Elite Crate. For full gear, or what? I would assume it's for full gear. Oh, no. It's the Revolution 2024. Wait, I'm confused oh, by this post. Until... You don't use device? Instagram, but I'll take a screenshot in. Anyways, continue with religion real quick. Because I want to eat. Yeah, the Revolution crate don't come out until late December. Um... What was that? Oh, Danielson says that Luchasaurus and Nick Wayne are banned from ringside. Then out comes uh, Ricky Starks and Big Bill. 
Uh, I put Ricky Starks is the Wish version of The Rock. Says he is looking at guys who are taking up his time. He has no respect for Danielson, no respect for Copeland, but has respect for Christian. Starks says Copeland didn't take style from the other place. Copeland says you took it from The Rock. Out comes FTR. After Stark says that they can fight, says they will work their way back up to a rematch. Danielson says, why don't we have our fight right now, talking to Christian, and we get chaos in the ring. Poor security got their ass kicked. <laughs> Anything? Uh, Well, I mean, we already said it earlier. It felt WWE-esque. Next, we have Samoa Joe versus Willie Mack for the Ring of Honor TV title. Match was really good. We had big, meaty men slapping meat. Can never go wrong with big, meaty men slapping meat. Can I have skinny men slapping his meat against mine? Stop. Uh, first time seeing Willie Mack was last year at WrestleCade, and I really liked him. It was a good matchup. Joe wants another shot at MJF. We get a shoulder tackle from Mac that didn't face Joe. Joe tries and finally gets Mac down. We get a not a nice arm takeover by Mac. Mac over the top rope takes out Joe outside the ring. For a big dude, Willie Mac can fly. And Samoa Joe gets the win. Next, we uh see everybody's favorite female, CJ Perry. Um, I thought the segment was okay. We see Action Andretti come up. Um, potential new client says he is one phone call away, and then she replies, "She can't wait to get a phone call." Hmm. And now they're having a match. Is it this week? Um. But I see this could be a storyline. He is waiting for her to call him, and she is waiting for him to call her. They're gonna bang. I'm kidding. I mean, would you not want to bang CJ Perry? I didn't say that now. Okay, then. Could you blame Action and Ready? I didn't say that now. Next, we have Rock Hard Juice Robinson versus Christopher Daniels. You know, when Juice takes off the shirt, shit's getting real. We see CD with a nice arm takeover. Juice sends CD into the ropes. Juice, get, Juice distracts Ref as the guns attack CD. Match was good. Juice gets the win. Jay gets, gives a ring to Juice. And they begin mocking MJF's um, Diamond Dynamite ring. Juice hits CD with it like MJF does. Then Juice gets on the mic, says he's been knocking out losers like him for years with nothing on his hands. Then Jay gets on the mic and says MJF brought this on himself when he jumped him in his devil mask with his paid goons because he doesn't have friends. Oh, everybody will be completely reasonable about the PWI women's ring, right? Your thoughts on this? 
Juice Robinson needs gold. I put Jay White needs to win at Full Gear, and the three heels they have in AEW are fucking amazing. Jay White, Swerve, and Christian. Mm, yeah. I can't agree with that. All right, moving on. We have a Nick Wayne segment. Lexi says that it seems that he is the talk of the wrestling world and says that he will have a sit-down interview with JR and his mom. And Wayne says they can find out his reasoning next week. Then we have Kyle Fletcher versus Boulder from the Iron Savages. Okay, I kind of like the Iron Savages. Iron Savage sauce. Yeah, there's some sauce I want, but it ain't from the Iron Savages. I need some of that billionaire sauce. We have Big Dude against Little Man. With a big man. Little dude match. Boulder sends Fletcher into the corner. Fletcher with a headlock. And then into forearms. Boulder throws Fletcher like a sack of potatoes. Fletcher flies th- uh, over the ropes with a headbutt to Boulder's midsection. Fletcher with a dragon sleeper gets the win. Fletcher showing out in singles competition. And now he gets to fight Kenny Omega tonight. Anything you want to say on that before I move on? Kyle Fletcher is awesome. Also, Mark Davis get better, so we could have actual tag team champions. Ozzy, Ozzy, Ozzy. Oi, oi, oi. And next we have the acclaimed segment. Renee says that they have defended the trios titles three times in one week. Castor says he hopes MJF sees all the hard work they've been putting in. Uh, Billy Gunn says um, tells Castor to stop. Says he doesn't know where Caster is going with this MJF stuff, but if 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 it's a thing for him, then it's a thing for all of us. But they need to work on his relationship stuff. Bowens uh, chimes in and says Billy knows a thing or two about girls. I know a thing or two about guys, <laughs> and we can help you make friends. They oh tell yeah, him to, be, to be nice and be a gentleman. And then Max Caster to Renee, ask her about those oral sessions. Renee looks at him and says, you're an idiot, a true dumbass. That's the best you guys can do. (laughs) Then the former JAS comes up and challenges them for the trio's title next Saturday at Collision. Also, shout out to Anthony Bowens for being named the number one What was it? I forgot exactly the wording of it. I liked it. Uh, I just have to find it again. He was the number one groundbreaker on the Out Magazine 2023 Out 100 list which is a high list highlighting this year's most impactful and 
influential LGBTQ plus people. So good for Anthony Bowens. Oh, so we're going to get some MJF stuff, some Brian Danielson stuff, some Samoa stuff, some Lucha stuff, some Adam Copeland stuff, FTR stuff, Sky Blue, Dan Housing, and acclaimed stuff in our revolutionary, in our revolution crate. I'm always down for a new M- MJF shirt. Patrick Mahomes wants to become an NFL owner. Yeah, no. Um, then we have Sky Blue versus Chris Statlander for the TBS title. Um, I put Sky Blue has been wrestling a lot. Match was decent given my feelings on Statlander. Sky held her own against Statlander. We get a headlock takeover by Statlander. Sky reverses it into a scissor headlock. Sky with a nice back elbow to Stat. Stat has a nice scoop slam for a female. Um, the more aggressive Sky is more entertaining. Statlander hits Saturday Night Fever and gets the win and retains. And it looks like Stat was either trying to help Sky Blue up or extending her hand for a handshake. And Sky Blue was having none of it. And Willow comes in, which I didn't see the point of. And kind of tells Statlander to go on. She'll take care of this. So I don't know where they're going with that. Because Willow and Sky Blue are going to join Julia Hart. Hmm. Anything you want to say on the match? It was a good match. And if you notice that Sky Blue's eye keeps getting darker and darker. The same thing that happened to Julia Hart when she joined House of Black. Next, we get a uh, Kyle Fletcher segment. Said, uh, he wants to send well wishes to Mark Davis. Says opportunity has opened up to prove that not only is he one of the best tag team wrestlers, but one of the best singles wrestlers. And he calls out Kenny Omega because he says that Omega is the measuring stick. Fair enough. Can I see Kenny Omega's measuring stick? Nope. I just want to measure it. No. Didn't say how, but... Anyway. Yes, I... that match is going to freaking be awesome. Like, so far, the the Dynamite card for tonight kind of looks mid, except for this one match. Uh, the Sakura-Cheetah match looks good. Next, we get a Roosh vignette. Please hurry up and get back on TV. I miss my Roosh. Rush. Roosh. Rush. Roosh, Roosh, Roosh. Rush. Next, we have Keith Lee versus Turboy Floyd. And we see Shane Taylor and Lee Moriarty watching in the back. Um, This should be a squash match. Floyd attacks with kicks to Lee. Lee with a back body drop into a pounce, powerbomb, and pin. It's a squash match, but I like Keith Lee because he's awesome and a nice guy. I've met him before. You're so excited you get to meet Eric Bischoff at WrestleCade. You can finish the rest of it by yourself after that comment. (laughs) Next, we have a Miro segment. And 
we see him with Action Andretti and says he's going to beat up anyone who is interested in CJ's service. Well, Miro, you got a lot of men to beat up because there are a lot of men that wants her service. My co-host being one of them. I didn't say that. You're not denying it, though. Yeah, you got me there, but, like, don't have to say it. And we're going to move on to our main event for the TNT Championship, featuring Brian Danielson versus Christian Cage. Match was great. I like Christian with the title. Might have to invest in a Christian shirt. Um, We need to appreciate Brian Danielson in his last year of in-ring wrestling. Um... I put in my notes, and it's funny, because as I was writing this note, Nigel says the same thing. Um, I put in my notes, Christian making turtlenecks sexy, and then Nigel McGinnis says, Christian doing for turtlenecks what Dr. Dre did for headphones. He said, next by Christian Cage. Nothing. Nope. And we get a lock up. Nice arm throw by Christian. Christian with a side headlock takeover. Danielson with leg scissors on Christian. Danielson goes for an arm bar. Christian gets out of it. Danielson with a two count. Danielson sends Christian into the barricade. Christian focuses on Daniel's arm that was broken in the match against Okada. Starks and Big Bill come down. As Danielson has Christian in the LaBelle lock. Starks hits Danielson with his tag belt, and Christian gets the pin. Then Danielson gets attacked by Starks, Big Bill, Luchasaurus, and Nick Wayne. FTR comes out to help Danielson, and then Adam Copeland comes down, and my DVR cut off because I didn't set Collision to do an overrun. But I fixed that for this Saturday. Nice. But Collision was good. Collision was good. And they will be in Houston, Texas tonight. Good. Out of shitty ass fucking bumfuck Ohio. I figured out why they booked Texas, though. Uh. Well, Texas ain't that far from Louisiana, so TK can be at the game tomorrow night. Probably. But, oh, I'm pretty sure that's why. Anyways. I don't have nothing else to add. I'm going to go get my bacon egg. You go do that. And so... Talk to you We're people... Friday? For low Friday? Sometime? No, Friday I'm doing nothing but playing Spider-Man all day. Saturday for Loki? Saturday. Before the Michigan game at night? Yep. Because we don't have really anything on TV? Nope. Since Fulham is not playing until Monday? Eh, who cares about the Premier League? Oh, quit whining because, <laughs> man, you suck. Who cares about the Premier League? Anyways, bye, people. See you Friday.
Paradise. Fuck the penguins. <laughs>